get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kiley. It's BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. Always happy to be joined by our friend David Panyota. You can find his work over at The Fourth Period. You could also find him on Twitter at The Fourth Period. David, we appreciate the time as always, man. How you doing today? Absolutely. I'm great. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing all right. So we've got the NHL finals. I want to catch up with you on that here in just a minute. But the other day, one of the reasons why we re- reached out to you is because as all of the Philadelphia trades were coming through, you mentioned something about how uh, teams have been calling on the Blues defenseman Colton Pareko. I-, I wanted to follow up on that a bit, David. When teams are calling, are the Blues actually listening from what the information is that you've gathered? Yeah, it certainly sounds like it. Um, you know, Doug Armstrong's doing his due diligence. He's taking calls. He's gathering information. And, you know, he's, he's, he's doing his job as a manager. And there are teams that are interested in Colton Pareko. He's fishing. He's seeing what's out there. And um, there are teams that are listening. Look, this goes back to the trade deadline and prior to the trade deadline when the St. Louis Blues were you know active in making a bunch of different moves, and the possibility of moving Greco um, is still certainly there. Um, they're listening. They're they're trying to see what type of information is out there and what teams are looking to bolster their blue line. And if the right deal falls into place, you know he's going to consider his options and and kind of go from there. David, if you're in Doug Armstrong's shoes, what is that right deal available? Because, of course, you're going to have to find a way to replace a, a six foot five defenseman who right. logs 20-plus minutes a night, and it doesn't seem like that those players would just be available on a flip like that. No, you're right. And, and this is not a scenario where, you know, he's looking to dump the player and, and trade for futures. St. Louis Blues want to remain competitive, certainly. And, you know, we'll, we'll see that um, later this month. We'll see it in free agency. The mandate is certainly to remain competitive and, um, you know, to, to go after a playoff spot again next season. And that'll be reflective in, in the moves that they're going to make. Um, but you want to augment your roster a little bit. You want to give yourself some flexibility um, from, a, from a cap perspective to modify your roster as you can. So, um, you know, certainly if you're looking to move, if, if – they're looking to move, excuse me, a guy like Pareko. Um, it's likely to be bringing a young defenseman as part of, uh, of a return, get a little additional cap space, and give yourself a little bit of flexibility um, you know, going into, going into July. So this, this isn't a scenario where you know, let's dump them for futures and let's, let's get a rebuild going here. This is a team that still wants to be competitive, um, but you know, there are a lot of clubs that are out there looking to 
modify their decor. And if the right deal falls into place, um, they're, they're going to explore it. David, I think that Colton Pareko has become a bit of a lightning bolt for conversation here in St. Louis. Some will hear what you're saying right now and say, yes, do it. Take whatever you can get, Army. And others will say, uh, no, don't you dare. If you trade him, now you've just created a bigger issue on the blue line. Those that are saying right. don't trade Pareko will probably then pivot the conversation to say, what about Tory Krug? What about Nick Letty? Could they maybe move one of those guys? And so that's what I do want to ask you here. Do you think there's any appetite around the league for Nick Letty or Colton Pareko, or are their contracts non-starters for other teams? No, look, uh, they're going to listen. And whether it's Krug, whether it's Letty, whether it's Pareko, they're, they're going to listen um, uh, to, to see what the marketplace has to bear for some of their guys. And whether it's somebody on the right side, whether it's someone on the left side, there are teams that are looking, as I said, to kind of modify their, their decor. So, um, you know, if you're looking for somebody a little more you know, a little more physical, whether you're looking for somebody that's got a little more offense to his game. Um, you know, the, the Blues certainly have options. And um, this, this goes, again, back to the trade deadline where, you know, they listened, they, they explored the possibility on some of these guys, um, and they're going to continue, you know, to do that. This isn't, a, again, a scenario where we, we, we got we, we to gotta sell some of these pieces off and, and um, start up a rebuild here. This, again, this is a scenario where, they, they want to modify their decor, but also give themselves a little bit of flexibility from a cap perspective to make, you know, potentially other moves and, and to bolster themselves up front. This is, you know, a team that's going to look to, to modify their forward core. They've got more flexibility. They've got some open space after moving out guys like Ryan O'Reilly and Tarasenko ahead of the deadline last or this past season. Um, they, they're going to want to give themselves a little additional flexibility and, and, and wiggle room to, to maneuver here. Um, so if the right deal falls into place for one of their guys on the blue line, they're, they're, they're going to look at that and they're going to utilize the additional space to make modifications elsewhere. David, I, I said this at the trade deadline this past year that come the off season, Doug Armstrong is going to be probably the most interesting general manager in all of hockey when it comes to the assets that he's were, uh, acquired, the cap space that he's got, and what he's looking to accomplish. Now, since I made that comment, Toronto uh, fired and hired somebody else. Calgary has done the same. The Rangers just hired a new head coach. How active yeah. do you expect this trade market to be become, come the off season once the Stanley Cup Finals over? Uh, I think uh, I think last week things started to get the ball rolling with that big three-way trade between Philadelphia, uh, LA, and, and Columbus that sent Provorov over to um, to the Blue Jackets. That you know trade talks have picked up. Um, they were they were active then. They're more active now. Uh, I think this is going to be an interesting um, you know time period over the next few weeks around uh, draft uh, in in Nashville in a couple of weeks. Um, and on, we're, we're going to see we're going to see a lot of activity league wide. There are teams that want to modify their rosters, make some make some changes, and um, this is this is the time to do it. It's almost like trade deadline 2.0 um, this season with with you know things around draft time. Um, there are a lot of teams that are looking to make moves. Anaheim is, is out there taking calls on John Gibson and um, and, and Adam Henry. Philly's listening to a variety of different players from Konechny. Uh, you know, to Hart, to Lawton, to uh, to Kevin Hayes, um, and and so on. There are a lot of teams that are looking to make different moves. Winnipeg's very active with Shifley and Hellebuck and Wheeler and, and Dubois. Um, this is if you're you know if you're a fan of this type of movement, 
Um, and this type of this type of craziness, this silly season is uh, is definitely picking up. David Pagnota is our guest for another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN. You can find his work over on the fourth period. He also does some work for Sirius XM's NHL channel. Uh, one of the things that we've kind of been talking about over the last couple of weeks, David, is the possibility of Arizona ending up moving Clayton Keller. He's a St. Louis native. He's from here. So we certainly know his game well in the St. Louis area. All of us know the backstory of what's gone on with their, um, their situation with their stadium and whether or not they're going to get a new arena in that area. And there were some conversations right after that vote of maybe Keller asking for a trade. What are you hearing on Keller and do you expect him to be moved this off season? That would be a very, very big, significant type of deal. Um, you know, the Coyotes don't want to. They, they, they want to hold on to him. Um, he's, you know, obviously frustrated. He's, you know, voiced that. The family uh, as well kind of uh, voiced their frustration as well after, um, you know, the boat kind of came down and, and the Coyotes weren't able to move forward with um, their rink in Tempe. Um, there's, and I get it. Hey, look, there's a lot of frustration. There was a lot of belief that they'd be able to pull that off. Um, and the players and staff are, are certainly, you know, frustrated over the situation, but you know, if you're the coyotes, you've got him locked in. Um, it's going to take quite the significant type of deal in order to move him. Um, and if this is a team that either sticks around or, you know, is forced to move, to a different to a different location, and Salt Lake City certainly seems like a bit of a backup plan here for the Coyotes. Um, if they do either or, if they get a new building or if they're forced to move, you're going to need to you know sell the franchise to 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 its fan base and moving Keller. Um, I, I don't know if that really helps their cause. Um, they'd certainly get a heck of a haul for them, um, but they want to hold on to him. I think that's that's worst case scenario for the Coyotes in terms of roster movement if they do end up you know, being forced to, to kind of move this guy. They, they want to hold on to him. David, final one for you, and it's the Stanley Cup final, potentially the ender tonight with Vegas uh, potentially winning the series against Florida that doesn't seem to have Matthew Kachuk. From your perspective, the NHL is always copycat leagues when it comes to seeing the two teams that win the Stanley Cup. Everyone's like, how do we emulate that? Is there something that's come away from Vegas's play or Florida's play that you can see teams trying to copycat this offseason? Trade for every good player. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, you know what? It's, it's, it's depth. It's, it's quality depth. And, you know, both of these teams have utilized all four lines in, in the right way. And um, I think it's just a, a reminder that you need to be steady from lines one through four. And you need to be, um, you know, a, a team that can exploit its offense whether you're utilizing your first line or utilizing your fourth line. What Vegas has done tremendously well has been, um, you know, kind of going with the flow with their lineup. And it doesn't necessarily have to, or they, excuse me, don't necessarily have to count on their first or second unit to create offense. They have, you know, guys that can also throw the body on their fourth line, like, you know, Colasar and, and, and Carrier and Wah, uh, but they can also create offense. And, and I think it's just a reminder for a lot of teams that if you want to be competitive in the National Hockey League and you want to, you know, a, a chance at a championship, um, you have to have a well-balanced lineup and you have to have physicality as part of it. And you guys know what Ivan Barbashev brings to the table. Um, he's he's been a ridiculously uh, key cog for the for the Vegas Golden Knights throughout these playoffs. A, 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 a strong balance of physicality and offense. And I, I, again, it's just a reminder for a lot of teams that if you want to win. 
you have to have that balance. David, appreciate the time as always, man. We'll certainly be reading your work over at the fourth period, and hopefully we can talk with you again soon as we get closer to the NHL draft and the silly season, as you called it, starts to heat up. (laughs) That would be great. Thanks so much, guys.